Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Hello and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Lucia. Of course. I'm so excited to talk with you. I love your story. And for our listeners, I would like to tell them that we are going to New York State to chat with the talented Audrey Barn Brown. Audrey is a retired medical doctor with a passion for dancing, singing, and of course, writing. Her latest book, American Wolf, from Nazi refugee to American spy is available now. So my dear Audrey, welcome to the RV. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here, Lucia. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Audrey, I've heard many people sharing fascinating stories about their journey to becoming a writer. Please share it with us. Absolutely. Um, I would say that in some ways, I feel like I was always writing. Um, it's just that the what I was writing beforehand was, um, you know, uh, consult letters, uh, maybe a chapter about uh, diarrhea. You know, that's maybe not exactly uh, meant for general human consumption. But uh, this book really began as a labor of love. I, I had stopped practicing medicine for many reasons. Um, some of it was because I really wanted to explore other like creative avenues that I didn't get to because uh, medicine was so all-consuming and I was going to do a lot of things as you said like I was going to ballroom dance and I was going you know I joined a couple of courses and I was I take an art class and I started uh, learning German and I, I had you know 20 different things that I was planning to do and then uh, the pandemic hit and most of those things uh, went by the wayside. But one thing that I have always planned to do was uh, to tell my father's story, which I came across really by accident. My father had died in, in 2018. And um, my sister and I grew up knowing you know, that my father was a Holocaust survivor. We had heard stories since we were children. Uh, about his, you know, escape from his daring escape from Nazi Germany. And we we grew up knowing about the Holocaust and and watching documentaries about the Holocaust since we were very, very young, all too young, five years old, six years old. We were watching, you know, black and white documentaries, uh, emaciated bodies falling into pits, you know, very, very almost like traumatic. Um, And we knew my father's story 
but it was told in bits and pieces in a very unstructured way. And then it was told usually at the dinner table. And, and then we got to a certain age, I guess, where it was, we just weren't hearing about it anymore. And, you know, now when my father died, my sister and I were in our fifties or so, and we just had forgotten all the details. And as we were laying my father to rest, we just realized we couldn't put a story together to even tell at his eulogy. And then um, I found a 350-page manuscript that my father had put together. Um, I found out just recently, my mother told me that he wrote everything down from memory because uh, years back he had been diagnosed with prostate cancer. And he became afraid that he was going to die and that no one would know his story. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll cry when I say this because I really didn't, didn't know that that was the motivation. And so he sat down and over months, he just from memory wrote down every everything he could think of. And and then it went up into an attic and we, it, you know, it got sort of buried away. So we found it and... Uh, at some point, I guess, after I retired, I read it through and I said, this is really a story that's worth telling. And now I have the time to sit down and tell it. So that was the beginning. And uh, it was a monumental task um, to tell it in a way that, again, would be, you know, it's fine for us as a family to read through it and say this happened and then this happened and this happened, but that still wasn't something that would necessarily be something that a general audience would enjoy reading. It had to be relatable, as you would say, it had to be relatable. Yeah. Um, and so to make it relatable and give them emotional content so that you, you have to feel like you were there, you have to understand what it felt like to be there, to escape by the skin of your teeth, to be afraid. That wasn't really in the book. You know, and, and that wasn't in his writing. And that's what that's what I had to do. That was the journey. First of all, I'm sorry for your loss. And thank you. I believe that would have been great if he could have helped you to write this book. But at the same time, I believe that you you have great memories from him you know my my father i think because he had a lot of trauma in his life made him he, he was a, not the easiest father in the world he had you know he he was a, he could be a somewhat difficult man and somewhat emotionally volatile and i don't think that we ever really fully understood where that came from and i think after i really read th through his experiences i then could almost be closer to him because I feel felt a sympathy for him that I could never feel living with him. You know, if he, I couldn't understand that what where he was coming from when he would be angry or upset that it was coming from this great fear that he had grown up with. I could not have imagined that. You know, because we were felt victimized by him in a way. Yeah, I understand what you mean. And Audrey, as a first generation. American and the child of a Holocaust survivor. How have these life experiences influenced both your professional life and your work? I believe that you chose to be a doctor for kids. Also, 
I don't know, maybe because of your what you heard from your father, what I don't know. This is a I'm I'm trying to bet something. No, I I, I do think so. I think that um, always like growing up, I had this um, like sympathy for the underdog as the way I would say, like I, even from like my earliest memories, I would think that um, if I saw a person in the in the school who was being bullied, or I remember even junior high school, there was, we had a, a school that had um, tried to mainstream children with disabilities. And I always would like feel badly for somebody who was, you know, was, disabled in some way and I would like befriend them in the lunchroom and of course part of that is because I was being bullied also <laughs> I was subjected to some bullying I was always different so I, I think also that was you know because this is also like a common theme of you know first generation immigrants is that you're never really like the other American kids you don't eat the same food and you don't do the same things and you know so you have the sense of being different and so you're sympathetic to people who are different as well. And so, but, uh, and so you're a little bit, you have a certain self-pity, but it also helps create that sort of empathy for others. And so I think that carries through then professionally that you understand where, where people are, are, are coming from when they're having um, life crises and, and things of that nature. And I think also I feel like in terms of just telling stories that when you see a person and they come to your office and they're they they're trying to tell you what's wrong with them, but you know they're in distress and and it's hard for people to sometimes tell a coherent story. But to try to figure out what's wrong with them, you have to kind of make us you have to figure out the story, the whole story, or else you can't figure out what's wrong with them. You know, they might just say, oh, this hurts, you know, or that, oh, my, oh, I was throwing up. It must have been what I ate yesterday. You're like, no, 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 no. I have to figure out the whole picture. I, I didn't mention I'm a pediatric gastroenterologist. That's why I mentioned the, <laughs> the, the, the stomach part of it. But the it's you are always like creating this whole narrative. And so I feel like um, not just the medicine, but the writing part of it is this whole creation of like, what's what's the whole whole picture where did it be where does it begin and you know there's like a fluidity to to the narrative so I feel like there's like this the writing part of it in terms of like putting it all together the emotional content the physical content like it's all kind of there if that, if that makes sense does it make any sense yeah. makes sense I feel like the elements were always there yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, you retired in 2020. Am I correct? That is correct. Yeah. After 36 year, after a 36 year career, and I believe you listened to so many stories throughout this whole time that you were working with kids and also parents because the parents are there. So what led to to your decision to retire because you were so young. I didn't you going to miss treating treating people. Yeah, um, it's, it's so interesting. I, I mean, I lo I I loved what I did, and I did a lot of different things in my career. The first half was 
a little bit more academic. I was part of, uh, I think back in the eighties, we, when I was at, I was at Mount Sinai uh, medical center and we had just started a liver transplant program. It was new and I was at the helm of it. That was very big. And, and then, um, I did a lot with, with food allergies and their effects on the GI tract. That was very exciting. And, and then I moved to Westchester when I had my three children, I moved to the suburbs of New York and I decided I just wanted to do clinical medicine and just see patients in a private practice. And, and I thought, oh, I'm not going to see anything interesting because it's the suburbs. And it wasn't true at all. It was, I saw I kept learning and I always wanted to learn. I kept learning and I kept seeing more things that were interesting. And of course, then in private practice, you also develop these really long-term relationships with families, with, as you said, not just with the children, but with the parents. And then you're seeing children grow up from you know, infancy to college and it, the rewards are uh, legion. I mean, they're just um, immeasurable. And I loved those relationships, including with also my, my staff, my nurses and my medical assistants. I mean, these were just like family, but also, again, there was just not a lot of room for these other parts of me that, um, you, you know, it's just the opposite of what most people do. Like people, their children leave the home and then they go back to work and my children left the home and I, <laughs> I left work. My poor kids said no time with me, but, <laughs> uh, Guilt, guilt, guilt. Uh, but I, I think that um, I don't miss it because I think my life still feels very full. Um, and so while I miss, you know, specific patients that I was very close with, that I long term relationships with, I don't miss the work because I have so many things. Again, I'm in, in courses and I've built other relationships. I've strengthened relationships with friends. So I feel it's my life is still very rich and there's just so many um, as long as I think, you know, yes, I, I'm it's just a very rich life. and I'm doing this. So the, the the book has definitely filled my life. And and also, like, I didn't know that I had this ability to I didn't know I had this creative ability. I really didn't didn't know that. Uh, I mean, I guess thinking back, yes, I, I always wrote, I think back when I was in seventh grade, I, I wrote like an essay about Kafka's metamorphosis. And I thought, oh, that was a little advanced. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. You know, I'm thinking back. I was like, oh, yeah, I did write when I was younger. But I, you know, I, I, I don't think I knew like I could do something like this, you know, write a 400 page book. That was Wow, for her. That was new to me. I was like, oh, surprise. Actually, I tried to read Kafka, but I, this book, but I, I couldn't. I never finished reading Kafka. I don't even know how I did that. I was, I, my mother made me read uh, great books when I was very young. So I, I credit to her for exposing me very young. But even now, I can't read it. I'm like, how did I? I don't even know how I did that. Then in October, you've published your first book. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. And can you tell us a little bit about this book, American Wolf from Nazi Refugee to American Spy? Yes, absolutely. So the very brief version, if I put it into brief words, would be it is the story of my father's harrowing escape from Nazi Berlin in 1941 when he was 11 years old. His dangerous immigration to the United States, 
and his extraordinary return to Germany as an American intelligence officer during the height of the Cold War. That's the very brief uh, version. The bigger version is that, you know, you could say, oh, it's a Holocaust escape story, which it is. But it's also a very universal story um, because it is a story that could be about anybody who's escaping war, about anybody who's immigrating to a foreign country and is dealing with displacement. It's a story about a dysfunctional family which you know adds to why they have such difficulty adjusting to life in uh, America because they don't have a certain stability in the marriage they don't have support systems um when they get here and it's about like the uh, the it's coming of age and the awkwardness of youth that's compounded by being an, an, a foreigner so um and then the added issue of of just nationality what am i who am i what are you when you're hated in your own country for being a, a a jew then you come to america and you're hated for being a german and you're not liked so much for being jewish either and then the jews in america don't like you because you're a german jew and there's all this friction are you eastern european or german and then you don't like yourself very much and then you have to try and figure out you know who you are, what you are, and um, it, it, so it's a complicated tale of identity. And I think that, you know, those identity tales like are very, um, they end up being very universal. And uh, so, you know, for my father in particular, you know, this idea of like leaving Germany, then coming here and everybody hates Germany. And you have to kind of just try to make sense of you know what your identity is so it's um it's a moving tale it, it's not uh i mean it has sadness in it there's a lot of tragedy and loss but ultimately there is triumph um and you know resilience so so far people the universal thing people are saying about it is they can't put it down which to me is you know that's the best compliments you could get as a writer so yeah I'm pleased so far. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And Audrey, what was the hardest part about writing this book? I think the hardest part was because I was taking it from source material i think it's actually easier to write it from scratch um you know where you can you know take your characters and manipulate them the way you want to 
but my father had written these things that had happened to him. But in a certain way, my father was sort of stuck in the past. You know, he was he was sort of frozen. And, you know, when you're a child, you don't see things clearly, right? Like, for example, I'll give you this example. It's not what happened to my father, but, you know, children sometimes, let's say when their parents get divorced, they think it's their fault. They don't really see things clearly. And But then sometimes when they grow up, they, they reframe it. They mature or maybe they have some therapy or something and they reframe it and they say, oh, no, that's not really what happens. You know, I see it now from an adult point of view. So my father saw things in his childhood experiences and he didn't ever go for therapy and he didn't really reframe them. So I'm reading these things that are happening and I see as I'm reading them that he did not reassess them. And in a way I had to reassess for him. So he had certain things that he thinks happened a certain way and I, I just can tell like he's, his assessment is wrong. You know, whether, you know, he, he, when he came to this country, he got left back two years and he thought that, which was, I'm sure humiliating for him and very difficult. He was, he was 12 and he got put into fourth grade and he was, you know, tall and entering puberty and he was very you know, it's just another blow to, to him. Yeah. And he thought it was because he had, um, they gave him like a math assessment and he made a mistake and he thought and believed to his dying day that that's the reason. And I'm just looking at this and thinking he didn't speak English. Oh. He hadn't been in school for a year and a half in Germany because he was banned from going to school and it was the middle of the war. And there were so many reasons why he probably got left back that his assessment was a child's assessment of, and you know, the self-blame, I must've been left back because I got this math, you know, evaluation wrong. So I think like I had to write it in such a way that I could put his thoughts in, oh, I've been left back because of this while also giving like the bigger picture. So I think that was like the challenge is to, be able to write it in the ch- children's pers- the child's mind while also giving this sort of broader view that he couldn't do in his notes. Does that sort of make sense? That was very challenging. Yeah. And Audrey, now that you've transitioned from your medical career to enjoying singing, writing, skiing, and being with friends, could you share what your current priorities and aspirations are, both personally and professionally? Are you going to write more books, for example? No, definitely. Absolutely. I feel like I, I once the writing took hold, I knew that I really do it and wanted to do it. And then I started to have all these ideas for other books. And I started writing another book um, that was fiction. And it's really true what they say, like the characters seem to write themselves. Like you think, like I'm just holding, not the pen literally, because I'm on a you know laptop usually, but it's like you start to create a character and then, and once the character is developed, they know exactly what they're going to do and how they're going to talk and, and how they speak. They have their own dialogue, their own voice. Each character sounds different. They So I, 
I think that I really get the idea of of the narrative, um, of the story arc. Like I I feel it actually like it comes naturally to me. It's like very intuitive. So I'm I really enjoy it. I enjoy the feeling of it, and I will continue to do it whether they get published or not. Like I just have great pleasure in it. Um, so that's yeah, that's. That's what I'm going to be doing for sure. Fantastic! I knew it. <laughs> and then interviews, of course, and podcasts. <laughs> no, I'm still singing. I mean, I love singing, and and I I think I was so looking around. Like I did a book launch party a couple of weeks ago after the book came out, and I looked around the room, and I thought that since I retired, um, just my relationships with people has just like you know I have a book club that started with the pandemic because we were dying to like be with people and and so I have these wonderful friends from book group and friends I play mahjong with and friends from chorus and this just like uh and my children flew in I mean one flew in one drove in because they live in different states and and one, one moved back home but uh and I just felt so good to have this just like community of people that now feels really strong so um again like before it was a work community and now it's just this other community so i I feel very blessed yeah and it's amazing to have time for doing different things as well yeah it's a big life you know it's a you only get one and where can our listeners connect with you online? Thank you. Uh, so I do have a website, which learning how to make that was also <laughs> learning something new again. Um, so yes, my own uh, homemade website is www.audreybirnbaumauthor.com. And I created a gallery page with, I put some interesting like photos from World War II as well as family stuff. But I, and on that site also is a page with upcoming, you know, there's some video clips and podcasts and uh, some interviews that I've done on that page as well. I think, yeah, that's probably most of the information. Of course, I have a, a Facebook and LinkedIn and um, Instagram page under Audrey Birnbaum Author. So those are the best places to find me. Also, Audrey, I'm, we are going to feature you in our magazine, The Relatable Voice, in December. Yes. So Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate of course, it. Of course. So our listeners will be also able to see your book cover, which I love. It's a kid with the kite. With a kite. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, the idea was the hope. You know, the name American Wolf was because my father's given name was Wolf. And when he came here and he went to that school interview where he got put back, they said, uh, you're going to have to drop your name because you'll be teased mercilessly. So he changed it to Jack. But American Wolf, that was, again, this this um, conflict between who he was, Wolf being his German name, and American was what he was aspiring to. How do I become an American? This was the chief conflict. But then, you know, this is a child, a story seen through the eyes of a child mm-hmm. until he becomes a young man in his 20s. So that's... That's why the cover is what it is. Um, and the kite is the hope, is hope. 
Thank you very much, Audrey. Thank you for your participation. And I hope, I hope you'll come back. Oh, me too. It was such a pleasure, Lucia. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening. And remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.